0: Hey, good morning, Thrive, and Happy New Year. Today, Pastor David is speaking on what we're calling my one word. Thrive, we have been considering what one word God is giving each of us for 2022. And this word could be what you base every decision off of, or it could simply be something you desire to be better at. I'm so excited because while we will each have our own word for 2022, today, Pastor David is going to discuss the one word that he wants the Thrive body to focus on this year. So let's get excited. Let's tune in. Let's turn up the volume as we get ready to learn today. Hey, well, good morning, friends. Can you believe we've made it through another year of being imperfect people, becoming the church, on the mission with Jesus, bringing hope and healing to the world? And man, it is so crazy that it is the first Sunday of a brand new year and it's one of my favorite Sundays in in the whole year and if you're a guest with us today man I'm so glad that you're here today cuz this is one of my favorite times of year it's one of my favorite kind of messages to talk about because it's at the heart of who we are as a church. Now, let me just take a quick poll of everyone here today. So everyone participate, all right? A quick poll, how was 2021 for you like how was 2021 for you Uh, how many of you would say it was a great year and that you hope that next year is just as good anybody. Anyone, okay? And so, how many of you are glad that this year's over and that we're turning the page to a new year? Right? Yeah. I mean, we're all excited to to kind of think about what is to come, to kind of hope for something new and better. And I love this time of year because it creates a perfect opportunity where we can pause and really take a moment to look back on the year that we've had and and what God has done through us and all that He He did for us in our lives. It's so great for us to do that. And and then we want to pray and we want to ask God what he might be wanting to accomplish in us for this next year and ask him to maybe give us a word as a guidepost for the new year. And then we want to proclaim whatever that word is. And so that's what today is about. We're calling today's message, my one word Sunday, right? And so what we want to do is just really focus in on a word that helps give us direction for the year. Now, some of you might be asking this question, well, what's the big deal about one word, right? Like what, what, what can one word do for me? Well, we all know this words matter, right? Words matter. They're important. Words carry power, And despite what we may have been told when we were children, we all know this to be true. Uh, We may have once heard this, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. We all know that that's not true, right? We know that words can hurt us, but words can also heal us. They can inspire us and they can guide us. So here's a crazy thing that I've noticed as I've gone through this now for the last five years, as I've, I've kind of done this my one word thing. Uh, once you identify what God's word for you, for you in the year is, you'll begin to see it almost everywhere you go. It's crazy. It's amazing how it kind of just begins to pop out at you. Uh, let me give you a practical example right? Maybe you're kind of questioning like, is that really true? Let me give you a practical example of something that happened to Megan and I several years ago. Uh, we were in the market for a new vehicle. And, and so we, uh, we were looking for a Honda element. That was kind of like the car that we wanted to get. And we loved the idea of the rubber floors and all that, making it easy to clean and all that stuff. And, and we needed a little bigger car than the one we had. And we were planning on actually, Megan was pregnant with Elisha. So it was that long ago. He's 13 now. So, um, and, and, we, and what happened was the moment we made that declaration, man, oh, I think it'd be fun to get a Honda Element. Those are really kind of fun cars. We started to see them everywhere we went, like everywhere we turned. It was like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. Even like ones that were for sale. And we we're like, oh, look, that one's for sale. Oh, that one's for sale. Right. And so we started seeing everywhere we went. And I wonder today, has anyone else experienced something like that? Like maybe it's a, 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 t- a color that you love, or maybe it's a, it's a type of shoe that you want to get or a purse that you love, or, or maybe it's a car or a house, right? Um, and all of a sudden, everywhere you look, you kind of start seeing those things. Now, here's the question we had to ask ourselves, and maybe you would ask yourself is, did we see more elements because there were all of a sudden more elements on the road? Or uh, I believe we saw more elements because our attention and our focus was on them. I believe our word of the year can be like that for us as well. Our word of the year can be like that for us. Now, I want to share with you uh, this thought. Uh, there's a man named David, not myself, but someone else, uh, a different David, the one you know, who defeated Goliath, the one who messed up with Bathsheba, the one who became a king and had family problems, the one who was eventually called a man after God's own heart. This David said this, and he uses this idea of words in a very powerful way in Psalm 119:9 through 15. I want to read this for you and follow along with me if you would. This is what David said. He said, "How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart; do not let me stray from your commands." I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. In all of these verses, David is describing words that come from the heart and the mouth of God that lead him and guide him and direct his path. Now let's get this straight right now. When we talk about my one word, it's really not my word that I come up with. It's, it's a word that we believe that you believe God has placed in your heart for this season, for such a time as this, that he's spoken it to you. And it's meant to be a word that gives direction a word that points you to all the ways that God is working in you and through you to be more like him. Now, let me take a moment and share with you my word from last year. My word of the year for last year was this, explore, right? My, my word was explore. That word explore means to look at or study carefully, to talk or think about something in a thoughtful way, to learn about something by trying it, Right? Now, I have, uh, I have to be completely honest. When I wrote that word down and prayed about it, I had no idea what it meant for me at the moment. But as the year began to move forward, however, more and more, the more and more I began to understand what this word explore was going to mean to me. I found myself reading authors and, and uh, materials that I had never read before that would kind of explore the boundaries of my understanding. Right? I read uh, about explorers of the past. In fact, I read this book called Explore and it went through these, these specific character traits that, that every great explorer has. I listened to podcasts that helped to explore my understanding of life. I, I took time to really listen to what God was saying and exploring the deeper sides of who I am and, and what God was trying to accomplish. I did all of these things because I believed that they were ways that God wanted to help me explore my love and understanding of him and others, I tried to truly live my life with the intention that if, if an activity or a book or a conversation didn't help me to explore my relationship with God and others, then I would try to avoid doing those things. Now, here's the thing. God has a, a curious way of making a lot of things about our relationship with him and others. So I wasn't saying no to too many things, Right. And I'm by no means perfect or have it all figured out. I'm still growing and I'm still exploring and I will be for the rest of my life. That's the beauty of discovering and owning a word for your year that it doesn't just include that year, but it actually carries over into every year beyond. So over the next few moments, I want to share with you a word that has been kind of bouncing around in my spirit for the last few months. And I believe it's a word that God is giving to thrive as a word to help us have the greatest impact for his kingdom in this next year. And so here's the word there's, this is the my one word for thrive as a community of people. This is a word that I believe for us. Now I'm praying that God speaks a specific word to you for your year, but this is the word that I want to keep coming back to this year for thrive. And it's the word home. Everybody say that with me home. I think you can guess, um, and you might be thinking, well, home doesn't sound like a very like, you know, exciting my one word, you know, why couldn't it be something like, you know, I don't know, explosion, you <laughs> well, know, like where's the razzle dazzling word home? Like, where is that coming from? Well, here's what the word home defined as is. It's a place where one lives, we get that, to return to by instinct or by leaving, to move to or be aimed toward, So home may may seem simple at first, but it carries so much significance. Home is a word that no doubt means different things for each of us here today. And for some, you might hear the word home and there's some mixed feelings. Maybe some of you grew up in a home that was unkind or felt broken. There may be some here who have deep wounds when you think of the word home. Others here may have the fondest memories of your home. Maybe for you, home is a great place. You remember some of the most significant, most powerful, most loving moments that help shape your life in your home. There's no doubt about it. Home is a powerful word. It's a word with feeling. It's a heart word. I mean, after all the saying goes, home is where the heart is. So what makes something a home and not just a house? Right? What makes something more than just just four walls? We understand that home is more than just four walls. It's more than just bricks and mortar. Home is not always a building, just like a house is not always a home. And for most of us, home is not de- defined by where we live, but by where we feel most alive and with whom we feel most alive with. So here's seven things that I found as I, as I did some study, as I was curious about this word home and how it could apply to us as a church, as Thrive as a group of imperfect people becoming the church, how could home be a word that we could grow with together? What makes a healthy home? And so here's seven things that I found that healthy homes do. First one is this. They eat meals together. They share family history. They, They reduce stress. They become part of a larger community. They use a checklist They empower children and grandparents are celebrated. Now, if we look at this in the context of the church, we could say eat meals together. Every Sunday we eat a meal together called communion and we come around the Lord's table and we celebrate that together. And and we share the the history of the church by looking at the scriptures and we look at what Jesus said and we share these stories and these family histories of what it means to be a follower and disciple of Jesus. We reduce stress. One of the, the, the ways that science has actually discovered is that people who pray tend to have less Uh, stress in their life. In fact, it kind of brings down the stress levels because they're surrendering all of the burdens they have to a, a higher power, someone they believe that has the answers and has the ability to affect a change. And so we spend time praying to help reduce stress. We want to be part of a larger community. How do we do that? By serving and evangelizing in our community, by, by loving the community around us, not just in these, uh, the, in this building that people who gather here, but around this whole community, We use a checklist. Well, what do I mean by that? It means this, that we have ways for us to grow together. We kind of, well, we, we have what we call our thrive five, right? That's kind of our checklist to make sure that we're growing personally in Christ and then we, we want to empower children. Thrive Kids is one of the things that we want to, to be one of our main focuses of emphasis for this community, that we provide a place where kids can come and be cared for and loved, and they can learn about the power and love of Jesus and how it transforms their lives. And grandparents are celebrated. We want to be a generational church. We want to be a church that, that isn't just about young families, but we want to be a church that celebrates the life and the history and the wisdom of those who've gone before us. We need them. We need you to lean in and share with us. That's what it means to have a healthy home. And I believe that thrive. We should be aiming toward those things. Now, if that doesn't define what a healthy home is and should be, I don't know what else could. And it also sounds like the perfect example of what we should be as a church ourselves as a home for place for people to come. Now, when I think about how God would have us focus on the word home this year, I get really excited. I get really excited because uh, home is such a powerful word. It has such positive potential. I think of all those who live around us who do not yet feel like they have a spiritual home. They are spiritually homeless. And I believe that if we embrace this word for us as, as this year moves forward, that we're going to begin to see that we have an opportunity to be a refuge for those who are spiritually homeless. I believe we can become, uh, we can come to embrace our potential to be home for those who are looking for a true and eternal hope. We will see lives transformed because of the love of Jesus that comes out of us as we live out this word home to others. Now this idea of being home isn't, isn't just something I'm coming up with. This is something that the scriptures talk to us about. In John three sixteen, it says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. That's what home means, that all of us have a place to come. John 1, 4 says, the word became flesh and made his home among us. Jesus is home. Jesus made his home here with us. God showed his love by sending his son to be home with us. John 4, 10 uh, through 12 says this. First John 4, 10 through 12 says this. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, We surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought full to full expression in us. You see, as a church who's trying to represent Jesus to this world, Jesus made his home with us and he created a space for all of us to have home with him. Home came to open his arms and die for us. That's who Jesus is. Jesus came and gave us home. He made his home among us and taught us what it was to be home for others, what home should look like, what it should sound like, what it should be like. Home is brought to full expression in us as we try to be more like him. So how exactly is that possible? Before Jesus left to go back to his home, he sent the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives in us. When we receive Christ as our savior, Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. He makes his home in us. (laughs) Home himself lives in us. All the love of Jesus, all the peace, all the hope, all the truth of Jesus living in us and through us by Holy Spirit. One poet, Anna Krasan said this. She said, I believe that all of our lives, we are looking for home. And if we're really lucky, we find it in someone's loving arms. I think that's what life is. Coming home. I believe if we can embrace the challenge to embody home for our community, then people will not have to be lucky to find home. We don't want anyone to feel lucky that they found home. We want everyone to know that home sought them out. People will be drawn to Jesus. They'll be drawn to home because of the love, the peace, the hope, the truth that we embody. The Holy Spirit helps us to be home for the spiritually homeless all around us. In fact, in Galatians, Paul says this in verse 19 through 23, he kind of does this comparison of of what it's like to be living out this idea of home and what it means to not do that. And so he lists this at the beginning. He says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, to be separated from home, to not be in relationship with Jesus it says the results are very clear, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts, anger, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. That's what it means to be separated, to be apart from, to be distant, to be away from home. Then he says this, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God, which means we will not We will not have an eternal home with God. But I love this in verse 22, but the Holy Spirit, that's the one who comes home comes, lives in us. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. This is what home living in us should look like to the world. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. That if these things are coming out of us as Holy Spirit lives in us, no one can question it. Home in us produces what? It produces all of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is the kind of home we all want to live in, isn't it? Isn't that the kind of home that you want to be a part of? Like, isn't that what, like, if you're thinking about where you currently live, maybe with the family you live with, or the roommates that you have, or whatever it might be, isn't that the kind of environment you want to live in? And shouldn't that be the kind of environment that we, as Jesus followers, are creating for those around us? You see, God is calling us to embody home that we have found in his son, Jesus. He's commissioning us to create home through the power of Holy Spirit, because in home, there is potential to transform a community. Life takes you to unexpected places, but love brings you Home. We all make choices that take us to places we never wanted to be. And the Holy spirit draws us back home by his love. We all know people who've gone to unexpected places, places that have hurt them and others places that seem too far for us, but to God, it is never too far. Love always calls us back home. We have the opportunity to be the dinner bell of God's love to this community. We have been given the opportunity to help call people home Home is a powerful word. It is my one word for our church this year. I'm so excited for what God wants to do in us. Church, I I know this. If God has called us to it, he will help us do it. Our one word for this year for thrive as a whole, as a body, as brothers and sisters is home. Let's be about creating a space where people feel at home. So here's my question for you. What is your one word. What's the one word that, that Holy spirit has been prompting in you as you've taken time these last several weeks to kind of pray about God, what is the word that you want to use to kind of lead and direct my path for this year. And maybe today, if you're here as a guest or for the first time in a while, and you haven't kind of thought about it, I want to encourage you in the next few moments in the next week or so be praying, God, what is the word you want to put in my heart that will help lead me and guide me to, to, to understand you more and to love others better. My word for this year is develop. I don't know what that's going to bring. I don't know all the things that that's going to mean for me, but I'm excited to see what God does in me and through me as I pursue this word develop personally for myself, for us as a church to discover the word for your word for the year. Remember this. If you're wondering, how do I do it? How do I do do this? Pause. Pause. Pause, take a few moments or maybe a few days and listen to the Holy Spirit's voice. Pray, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal his word for you and proclaim, tell somebody what your word is. We love to put up a banner or a poster where it has kind of like, my one word is right there. You've seen them as you've walked in and we've got one of those for us today. And I want to encourage you to take a marker and just write, what is that word? And we'll keep that thing up all year long. And so um, hopefully by the the next couple of weeks, you'll have a word that you'll be able to write up there. And it will kind of be a way for all of us as the church to see what God is doing in us and through us this next year. Would you stand with me as we take some time to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying? Holy Spirit, as you speak to each of us today, I wonder if there are some here who might be hearing the word return or surrender. They came into this gathering of imperfect people, maybe thinking that they know a lot about Jesus, but they don't really know him. Or maybe they're here and they're just tired and frustrated of of trying to live life without hope. So right now, Holy spirit, would you speak to those hearts and would you move them? Jesus came to be hope to the hopeless forgiveness for the sinners. He came and laid his life down for everyone and the redemption he offered through his sacrifice is available to all who would confess that they are sinners that they've fallen short and that they believe that Jesus didn't just die and stay dead. But on the third day he rose from the dead and is alive today and proves that he is the Messiah. Friends, if you're here today and you want to come home like the prodigal son who went and lived his life on his terms, only to find that being a servant in his father's house was far better than being the master of his own life. He came home. And when he returned, he expected rejection and punishment, but instead he was received with celebration. That's how it will be for you as well. If you make a decision to come home, if you're here today and you would say, I want to stop living for myself, living on my terms. I want to give my life to the father and be led by the spirit. I want to be a disciple of Jesus from now on, finding my hope and my home in him if that's your desire, would you say this prayer after me? Father in heaven, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I need a savior to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus is the only one who can save me. I believe his death and resurrection from the dead covered my sins. I want to live my life with him as his disciple from this day forward. Thank you, God, for offering me new life through Jesus Christ. Today, I give you all my heart and life. Amen. Amen. And now I want to continue and just pray over you, Thrive Church, as my family. I want to say a prayer for all of you today. Would you just continue in an attitude of prayer? Jesus, I pray that right now that we would take time in this moment and the days to come to speak to us. We ask that you would speak to us, Holy Spirit, in our hearts. We ask that you give us a word of wisdom, a word of action, a word of hope for this next year that will help lead us and guide us. Whatever the word for this year is, will it be one that helps us to grow in our relationship with you and with others? Jesus, I believe you're speaking to hearts right now. Right now, words are springing to life, springing to mind. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we want 2022 to be the best year of following you each of us has ever had. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. We're gonna have some worship that is gonna come and help us to really focus in for the next few moments on what what the Holy Spirit is saying to us I want us to really take a moment and ask Holy Spirit, what is the word of the year for me this year? Hey, thanks again for joining us for Thrive Online this week. For more information about our church, go to thrivesquim.com and fill out a connection card. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week, either in person or right here on the Thrive Online podcast.